Hello and welcome to the Body Talk podcast. I'm Alina Jenkins and if you're new to us, this is a series where we look at all aspects of communication in both your business and personal life. And in previous episodes, we've covered all sorts of topics from body language to business storytelling, conflict resolution to hybrid meetings. And today we want to bring insight to those people who have great ideas but struggle to speak up or say yes when they really mean no. And of course, I'm talking about being assertive because if we can be more assertive, it makes us better communicators, it reduces stress and it also helps improve our confidence and our self-esteem. And to help us dig into this topic, I'm delighted to welcome back fellow Body Talk trainer, Katie Lewis. Hello, Katie. Hi, Lena. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And you've been helping people be more assertive for many years, even before you came to Body Talk. Yeah, I have. And I had to teach myself to be assertive as well. Um, There's probably a lot of listeners that don't know, but I started off my career as a race instructor, a precision driver or a stunt driver, you might know that as. And um, when I first got into into driving cars and, and instructing in cars, I was actually quite shy. I was quite meek and mild, as my mother would say. And I had to learn very quickly to be assertive because when you're instructing in a car, you've got a lot of noise going on. You've got a lot of adrenaline running th- through people's bodies and it's not always that easy to communicate with them. And to be clear and to get them to do what you're asking them to do, if you're coming into a corner at 120 miles an hour, you have to be assertive with your instruction. So that's where I first learnt to change from being a bit more submissive into assertive. And then working the rest of my life in sales and sales training, again, having to be very assertive um, in all different manners and teaching people to be assertive when they're with customers that sometimes might not know what they what they exactly want. It's, it's different from being pushy. It's trying to get that win-win out of situations. It's really interesting that you say that you used to be meek and mild, because I'm wondering if some people just think, oh, I'll never be assertive because it's just not my personality type. So it's something that you can change. You can become more assertive. And if anybody's ever met you, Katie, they'll know, you know, you're, you're so warm and friendly, great to get on with. But you're also, you know, you're very assertive as well in a, in a good way. So what did you do? How, what steps did you first take to, to go from meek and mild to, do you know what, actually, I can be more assertive? Yeah, um, well, there were some definite steps and I'll come to those in a second, but you're right. Assertive behavior is a learned technique. So when we are born, we are either naturally aggressive or passive or submissive. Some people call it submissive. And that comes from, you know, when we lived in caves and we used to have a threat come through the camp, you would go into fight, flight or freeze mode. So that's that's the innate response to us. You can then learn to be assertive. You can also learn to be passive aggressive, I have to say. That's also a learned behavior. So passive aggressive is making somebody feel bad for your gain Um, and assertive is going for the win-win. How I learned to be more assertive was I studied some different techniques. Um, I watched other people that I aspired to be like and I kind of studied their behaviour quite quietly, saw how they reacted in different situations, saw what their response was. It wasn't always a knee-jerk response. Sometimes they, they took a minute to think about things, consider things before they said something. But one thing I noticed is they always stood up for themselves. If somebody wasn't treating them very well, they would always bring that to the forefront and not in a blame situation, just a 
this is the situation that's happening. This is the behavior that's happening and it's not sitting very well for me. So it was about standing up for what you wanted. And it did actually take me many years to do that. Um, I was quite good at being assertive in car with telling people what to do, with sounding assertive. But when it was learning to deal with something a bit more emotional that we then would find in business or even in personal lives, it took me a longer time to do that. But it's, it's all about understanding the techniques and then just practice, practice, practice and just giving them a go. We will come back to those techniques in just a moment, but you mentioned emotions there. And I'm wondering if this is where people really struggle because their emotions get the better of them. And this could sometimes actually be the difference between people being thinking they're being assertive, but they become aggressive or you get so emotional and so upset is that you just retreat and so nothing ever happens. So how important are your emotions and controlling your emotions if you're trying to be more assertive? Well, they're hugely important. You know, we are emotive beings, so we are made of emotions. And um, being assertive is linked to your self-esteem, actually, which goes all the way back to your childhood. So when we look at how we can help people be more assertive, if I was coaching somebody, one of the things I'd want to know is where's their level of self-esteem? How do they feel about themselves? How do they feel about where their value is in the world? where their value is in their job role, where their value is in their friendships, their romantic relationships, and uh, kind of start with that. And we find that people that see a low value in themselves often really struggle to be assertive. When we're having those emotions come up, you will, and I kind of urge everybody that's listening to this to just try and recognise this. We're very lucky now. We're not often in those fight, flight or freeze situations as we used to be. But we still do have them. And that might be being standing in front of people giving a presentation at work. It might be um, public speaking. It might be um, doing some kind of test or something that's going to put you into that fight, flight or freeze. Just recognize what is your natural response here. Is it to get a little bit angry? Right, I'm going to do this. Or is it to kind of go into yourself like, oh, I hope I do okay. I hope I'm going to be all right. That's going to give you the idea of are you a little bit more aggressive or a bit more submissive? under pressure because that's what happens it's when we're under pressure we revert back to type unless we've learned to do something different you can be and I've experienced this recently you can be the most emotionally intelligent person or think that you are and then under some pressure they'll revert to type and they'll either just disappear they'll get aggressive they don't have the assertiveness to actually have the difficult conversations and that's then not being emotionally intelligent you know we we banter this around we need emotional intelligence in the world but we need emotional competence which is understanding the intelligence and being able to use it on a day-to-day in all circumstances so when these emotions come up one is to recognize that this is normal whether it's a more aggressive or a more passive submissive emotion this is totally normal and then take some deep breaths and just kind of breathe into it and let them go I kind of say sometimes people get in meetings and they get quite emotional if they feel that they're not being heard or seen or they've not said the right thing. They can often feel a little bit teary. And my tip is come back into your body, whatever that is. When we're feeling emotional, we're often in our head. So come back to your body and we can do that very quickly by some form of touch. And I often say touch the the bit of skin in between your thumb and your first finger. If you squeeze that, it hurts quite a bit. So that brings you back into feeling in your body rather than being in your head. And then when you've done that, you know, plant your feet on the floor 
and just take some real deep breaths into yourself, into your body. Notice the breath come in and out. Do that three, four, five times, as many times as you need to, to let that emotion kind of wave over you and, and give yourself back some control. So emotion, understanding your emotions and where they come from, what triggers them, I think is a really important first step. Let's talk about some of the techniques you, you alluded to early, Katie. Um, what, what are some of the steps, the simple steps that you can do to start becoming more assertive? So one really easy step, I say easy, it's not easy for everybody. One really simple step is to start accepting compliments. So we often find people that have a lower self-esteem, they can't accept a compliment. So when somebody says, oh, you look great today, instead of going, oh, this old thing, or, oh, it's only 20 pounds or whatever, just say thank you. Or when somebody says, um, thank you so much for helping me with that project, instead of dismissing it with no worries, or that was okay, simply say, happy to help, happy I could help, my pleasure something like that. So accept a compliment. That's the first thing. What that does, it starts to lift up your self-esteem and it starts to realise that you do have great value to people. Other really easy techniques to use, and I use these all the time, one would be use I statements. So I need this project done by five o'clock today. I have to be away by four. Um, I feel hurt when you say this. So I use any statement that starts with I. Uh, another thing that you can do is you could use something called a broken record technique. This is quite widely known to when you start learning to be assertive, which is repeating the same response again and again, but just with some little tweaks in the phrases. So maybe if somebody wants you to complete a project by five o'clock and you need to be out there by four, you might say something like, um, I can't do this today because I actually have to be out of here by four. I have to leave early. Yes, but we really need everybody on board to do this. It's got to be done by five o'clock. Yeah, I understand. And today I need to leave by four. Yes, but we really want you here. You've got to be part of the team. I hear that. And today it's really not going to be work, work for me. I have to be out of here by four. So you're just sticking to your point. You're not letting anybody bully you, push you, pressurize you, make you feel bad. You just, it's broken record again and again, just tweak it a little bit each time there's two good techniques to use yeah and, and I wonder if if hearing you say that that assertiveness sometimes goes out the window is because many of us are people pleasers and um, we want we want people to like us or we don't want to let people down and so perhaps that emotion becomes a stronger pull than I really should try and be more assertive and stick to my guns and so you, you kind of got this battle going on in your head between I know that I should say this but I just don't want to upset anyone I, I guess that must be that's an, enorm an enormous challenge it is. And that's the thing for most people is they just don't want to upset anybody. So they they kind of push their thoughts, feelings down. The downside to doing that is they will actually start to build up resentment. So if they're always in that meeting and they're always disagreeing with what's going on or thinking actually it's a better way to do that, but they're not putting their hand up, they're not sharing their voice, they're not sharing their opinions, they will just agree with everything and they'll come out thinking, I should have done that. Why didn't I do that? I'll just go along with it. It's fine. People won't like me if I say this. But actually people will respect you more when you have your views and you will feel better in yourself when you have given your thoughts and your views and your understanding of something. So it might feel quite scary. Well, it will feel quite scary 
scary for a lot of people to just say, actually, do you know what? I think there might be a better way or a different way to do this. But you'll be surprised the first time you actually do kind of throw your hat in the ring and, and give your voice, share your voice and your thoughts and your views, you will probably find somebody else in that room goes, actually, that's a great idea. Or I thought that too. And then that's where you'll start to get that confidence. So I always say with this, start small, just start in an easy, no pressured environment. Start with your friends, with your family, start at home, standing up for yourself. Even just learning to say no for a lot of people that don't want to upset other people's um, feelings or hurt other people's feelings. They really struggle to say the words N-O, no. So don't necessarily say no, say it in a different way. Say, I can't take this project on because I've got so much work and I just wouldn't be able to give it my full attention. That's a way of saying no. That's an easier way of saying no. But as I say, you can start that, start that outside of the office so that it feels an easier thing to do. And then once you're used to saying these type of words, bring them into work and just see the different reactions that you get from people. Looking at it from the other point of view, so you've just spoken about people who want to be assertive, but then go, oh, I just don't feel comfortable, I don't want to upset anyone. What about the other personality types where perhaps it goes more towards aggression? How do, how do you how do you cope with that? So I guess my question is, what's the what's that fine line between being assertive and being aggressive? Yeah, this is a great question. I get I do get asked this a lot, actually. And I always say to people, you know, when you're being aggressive, when you're being assertive, you are going for the win win. That's what what assertiveness is. It's taking my view into account, your view into account and everybody else's. It's being respectful kind to the other people in front of you it's been empathetic it's putting yourself in their shoes and understanding that this this situation might be upsetting for them frightening for them challenging for them and trying to come to a solution where everybody feels good when you are naturally aggressive that goes out the window you just want that person to do what you want them to do so you will push and aggression isn't always about shouting raised voice Aggression can actually be very quiet. Aggression can be manipulative. Aggression can be, as I say, making you feel bad, that passive aggressive um, state that we can get into. But when we are being aggressive, you know you're being aggressive because you're doing it for yourself rather than you're doing it for the win-win. You're doing it, you're not taking into consideration the other person. You don't care about how they're going to feel or what their response is going to be. You're just going for your voice in that room at that time, in your opinion. If you find yourself, again, if you're in a meeting, for example, and you find yourself getting aggressive, and we can start to see aggression sneak up on people. There's a tension in their body language. You might see them leaning back, arms crossed, dismissive look. Um, and with body language, it's, it's difficult. You have to read clusters. It's not as easy as just going, oh, they're leaning back and crossing their arms. But you'll see a tension through their body a lot of the time. You'll see the whites of their knuckles. You might see a, a slight redness in their, in their neck, their face, a muscle twitching in their jaw. When you know people a lot more, you'll start to see the, the little delicate signs that appear. So when you start to feel this in yourself, again, it's bringing yourself back to your body, taking some deep breaths and trying to let go of the control, the need to control, because often that's where aggression comes from. It's a frustration of why aren't you listening to what I'm saying? Why don't you just do what I say? I know that this is right recognize that other people have different views, different ways of doing it. And there's always more than one truth. And sometimes that truth might be better than ours. So just really try and relax into it, let it go and just be quite calm if you can get back to the breathing. 
<laughs> I wanted to pick on something, something that, you, that you mentioned, Katie, which is around empathy. And I'm wondering if some people might just think, you know, if I'm being assertive, I'm, I need to be, a, you know, a certain style or, you know, bring a different side to my personality. And they might think empathy doesn't go with that. But I'm wondering if actually is the key, the key thing when you're being assertive is to have a high level of empathy as well, which comes back to emotional intelligence, which you were saying earlier. Absolutely. Empathy is the way that we should be with everybody every every single time. Understand, Try and understand it from their point of view. It is difficult because we all live in different worlds. You know, we even if you have the same background and the same lifestyle, we're all still different people. So they might have a, a challenge with something that you think is quite easy, but you've just got to Put, try and put yourself in their shoes. If they're saying, I'm finding this difficult, challenging, upsetting, this is hard for me, then believe them. And just try and, and be a little bit more gentle around that and, and bring that on board with, okay, so this person in front of me is feeling challenged. How can I make their life a little bit easier with this? Um, empathy is, is the key to all communication. I personally believe empathy, understanding, it goes hand in hand. It's that flexible way of, of being and thinking. Um, so yeah, it doesn't matter what personality style you are or what your preference is or any of that. You can all be empathetic or not. And it's your choice. And this is the other thing. If you treat somebody badly, if you're rude to somebody um, in, the, in the workplace or outside of work, you know that you've done that, you know it's a choice. It's an absolute choice to have made that that decision to treat that person that way. And you need to think, can I live with that? Is that a nice thing to do? Would I like that to be done to me? Or would there be a better way of dealing with this? And the majority of the time, if we're dismissing people, if we're rude to them, if we're being passive aggressive, if we're ignoring them, there's a better way to do it. And that always involves empathy. And we, we always somehow come come back, Katie, to talking about body language, because, of course, it's a core thing of what we talk about at at, um, at Body Talk. But this is body language and particularly tone of voice is so important, isn't it, when we're trying to be assertive, because it goes back to what we were discussing about perhaps that balance, that fine line between assertiveness and aggression or assertiveness and backing away. So what are some of the perhaps the most important body language and tone aspects that you need to consider? So one thing that we notice that assertive people do really well is hold eye contact. So if you're a little bit more submissive, you will look down more. If you're aggressive, you'll have harsher eye contact. So you want a nice, soft eye contact, but you want to keep eye contact. Um, It's easier to do actually on screen than it is face to face. Uh, When you're face to face, you want to make it and break it, but you do hold it. When somebody's talking to you about something important, you hold that eye, eye contact. Um, If you're being empathetic, a slight tilt of the head to show that I'm listening and I'm taking what you're saying in works. And then the other thing, the tone, is to speak with a slightly lower tone and slightly slower. When we're nervous, when we're anxious, you tend to speak from your voice box up here and you'll speak faster and you'll, you'll speak naturally with a higher tone. So an easy way to do that is, first of all, just be very conscious of slowing your speech down, that's not slurring and slowing your speech, it's just having some space in between your words, taking your time formatting your sentence. But it's also speaking from here, from your chest area. So if you imagine your words coming from here, 
rather than your words coming from here, you can see there's a different tone, or even coming from your stomach area. But for most people that aren't, I know we work with a lot of actors and singers, people that aren't classically trained, it's quite difficult to speak from your stomach. So speaking from your chest area is much easier for most people. So imagine you're speaking from here, that changes the pitch, the energy, it gives you more control over what's, how you're speaking and what's coming out and take your time. Katie, it's always great to chat to you. So thank you for coming on the podcast again. I'm sure we'll we'll get together again in the months ahead. But Katie, thanks for coming along today. And thank you at home for listening. If you'd like to find out more about what we do, including our assertiveness masterclasses, just head to the website at www.ukbodytalk.com. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye.